Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get the show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fadero. never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Wait, wait, Welcome back to Rookie Fever, episode 200 and ah, 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 75, 75, ah, 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 75. And I'm here as always with the motherfucking feverish Venero. Damn, How are you? Yeah, you haven't come in that hot in quite a bit. You're singing the whole deal. It's probably because like uh, rookies are reporting to camp in less than a week. Dude. How exciting, right? I mean, I think you're excited. I can, uh, if you stand up, I might know more, but yeah. I'd, I'd rather you just stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to know quite how excited yeah. I am. But, but yeah, soon we'll have some Rookie Fever camp news. I can't wait for that. It's right around the corner. Really quick before we dig in the show. And what we're going to do today is some... 2022, maybe a little bit of what they'll do for you and who we can wait a few. We're going to put a little bit of a different twist on it than we do for our out the gate or wait, which will be coming very soon. I'm excited for those segments as well. That's when we're kicking off the season and setting some lineups. Today is a little bit inspired by the Scott Fishbowl and what we're doing right now all over the place. Before we get into that, I do want to just start it off with some Canton Canton campus to Canton talk, hopefully finish up filling that league. Fanero and I will get together because I know some people have reached out to him. Some people have reached out to me. We've got to start a chat for everybody, get it in a little bit order, but we still have some spots. It's filling up quick. So far, the only place we've talked about this has been here on the show and it's filling up. There's not that many spots left. If we don't fill up quick, we're going to do the same exact offer, but we're going to have to tweet it out. Just fill it up. And I guarantee you, once we do that, this league will this league will be full. So get a hold of us. The way you can do that is, well, Fenero, you tell them. How they sign up or how they save 10%. All of that. <laughs> well, Campus to Canton is literally a, a bookmark on my computer as we speak. And pretty much every single day as I am drafting a my first Campus to Canton league. And I hope that Rookie Fever becomes my second one. But you want to use promo code FEVER to save 10%. Uh, Swags brought up uh, a few episodes ago that it's probably best to use that 10% on the, the, the year-long membership and get more, a little more out of it instead of the uh... – and then the other thing, too. Like, let's say, for example, you sign up today and Campus to Canton is just a look. So I was talking to somebody about this just the other day, and it's just still a little too intimidating. The season's rolling around. You don't know if it's, like, your thing. Get a membership now and start digging in for – next time like i wish i had gotten a bigger head start i'm i'm in a draft right now i'm drafting 45 college players and uh and i wish i wasn't using campus to canton quite as much as i'm using it today um i wish i had uh put a little bit more research in let's put it that way there's some great articles on there where you can kind of get your own opinion by kind of like distilling through it where I'm like literally just going through ADP and rankings right now. And I wish I had put a little bit more uh, Making your notes time. while you're doing your homework. Yeah, there you go. You nailed it. That's exactly what I was trying to say. But yeah, so so don't it's 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 so affordable. Um, and remember, it's campus to Canton, 
right? So the Canton part is tons of stuff that you can use today in all your leagues now. Great articles, dynasty articles, articles on rookie. If you have some Devi teams, there's Devi players. Like it doesn't mean just because you're not ready to do campus to Canton right this second or you don't get into our league in time, it doesn't mean that you can't sign up or shouldn't sign up. It's super affordable. Get in now, save 10%, promo code Fever. Do it. I love it. And you know, remember, I'm going to be co-owning this team with Feverish. And all of you aren't going to have a feverish to lean on like I do. So I'm, I kind of, I, I took the smart route, had him go through a league first. He's kind of been through this and now we're diving in and you guys don't have that luxury. So <laughs> hop on now. Like you said, you know, the Debbie leagues you guys have been in, the rookies, all that stuff has helped, but this is a whole new beast. And again, like campus can't be that parachute for you. As Felix Sharp said, feverish said, use code fever. <laughs> at campscanton.com. So, like I said, this is a little bit inspired by Scott Fishbowl. So I want to tell you about Scott Fishbowl really quick. It's a league that we're in right now. 3,000 people are drafting. And what, what Scott Fishbowl is, it's for people like me. It's for people like Fenero. It's for people that want to give back. It's for people that want to give something to their community, maybe donate, give in, a, in some sort of way. It's for People that believe in the good in people. If you think that you're one of those people, honestly, get into Scott Fishbowl 13 next year. You can get on now. Every year, this guy is expanding this to the community. So we have more and more people hopping in this, going up against people like Feverish and I. I mean, we're all going up against each other, to be quite honest. 3,000 people. There's only one person crowned the champ. It's all about charity. It's all about community. And, and just kind of networking even and getting to know people, getting to know the fans, getting to know the voices and giving back. If you think that you're one of those people, this league is for you. Absolutely. And and honestly, Scott loves to get new people in. Yeah. So if you think you don't have a shot, you're absolutely wrong, man. This thing grows absolutely. every year and the amount of people that hop in it and then start just talking to us and get excited about different things they might want to do. Scott Fishwell is awesome. It's just a fun league. What has kind of brought this up as well as it being the time is Fenero and I are also talking and I'm like, well, what rookies do you feel comfortable with this time of year putting on our Scott Fishbowl teams? And then what ones might help us towards the end of the year? Because you need points like all these different times. You can't trade. You can't hit the waivers. Well, you can hit the waivers, but not for a little bit of time. No trading. We're clearing 22 spots in each division for 12 teams. So, I mean, we're going pretty deep for a redraft league. No trading, super flex. So, it kind of inspired the show a little bit. But I do do recommend and I want to urge you to hop on scottfishbowl.com. I think that's the full official website of it. It is. We'll tweet it out later or something. It is. um, But, yeah, you you can hop on now and enter for a chance to be in Scott Fishbowl 13 and... I, I recommend it, man. You you have a high chance of getting into this tournament. It's really fun. With that said, feverish. What round are you in? Um, all the way down in round thirteen. Thirteen. So I'm I'm. It, the next time I pick will be ten twelve, and we're about ten oh six right now. Nice. You mentioned a couple rookies you took on a turn. Yeah, early too. Yeah, and so. I do want to know your thought on this. Yeah. 
So and, and maybe even I don't know if you know a couple of the other players that were around or what you're seeing going. Yeah, I can help you with that. Them. I figured you might want to ask that kind of question when when I went with those. Um, so the two players that that Swags is talking about is I actually went Isaiah Spiller and Damian Pierce back to back on the ten eleven turn. This is at least one full round before they go, and it's crazy, dude. Um, I was. Going into this tournament saying that I was going to take a lot of risks, and this isn't one of them, by the way. I'm not trying to say this is a risk, although it probably is selecting rookies that early. But the risks I wanted to take were because I, this, is our, this is my fifth year. I made it into the playoffs three out of the four years prior, and they're built to – the teams I'm drafting are built to go to the playoffs. They're built to have enough points to go to the playoffs. They're not built – enough with risk on the tail end it's always built to get points in my lineup no real risk i'm not even a risky drafter period i usually have very balanced teams i've never believed in zero rb i don't believe in zero wide receiver either and i don't draft a whole bunch of quarterbacks i believe in balance so what wound up happening is um it's been a really busy week at work and i didn't want to hold anybody up at the turn so i was like making picks off my phone and I wound up not being very happy, to be honest, with the first six or eight. Um, I think they're fine, but they were safe. I wanted to take risks. And the only risk I think I took is taking, which I, I know you're not a fan of, um, taking Hurts over Aaron Rodgers. And, and that, for some reason, was my version of risk. And the more I thought about it, it's like, that's not where you take your risk. So I basically have overcorrected now, and I'm in the double digit rounds and I've now decided to make a rookie draft. I have four rookies in a row, 10, 11, 12, and 13, which Swags doesn't even know about, are all rookies. Oh, man. So. <laughs> man. And so that's another fun thing about the Scott Fishbowl, too, is because you're trying to build a team, but we all, we don't all, excuse me, but a lot of us give advice or are vocal in one way or the other about sure. how we feel about things. And it is hard to not see some brand within any team, even when you're not trying. <laughs> so you definitely threw that rookie fever brand on your team. I'm loving it. Were those your first four rookies or do you have any earlier as well? No, I really wanted Brees Hall. Um, that's kind of what happened in the beginning of this draft too. There were a lot of things that I kind of thought were going to play out. I think my division's pretty savvy. And um, they were players were getting picked just before my pick. And uh, I wouldn't call it a snipe, but I did have a plan and it seemed to be a, a pretty solid one. It just didn't it just didn't work out that way. I definitely absolutely wanted a stack and I didn't get that. Um, I was willing to wait on wide receiver as Swags always tells me to do. I absolutely wanted CD Lamb with Dak Prescott. That was my big thing. I wanted CD Lamb with Dak Prescott so bad. And, uh, yeah, that didn't happen. So, anyway, um, I put all my risk it in my biscuit here at the end, just pretending that these double-digit rounds are, are basically rookie, rookie, a rookie draft. And, and for me, like, it's kind of exciting because we don't know what these rookies can do, and that's kind of what this show is about, right? So, like, there's, there's even, like, even, like, the Spiller pick. I didn't get Spiller in any rookie drafts. Like, nowhere. I got him a Scott Fishbowl now. You know, and it, it's, it's it's fun, nice. and yeah. So for me, Do you have Austin Eckler on uh, this on this team. Mm -hmm. No, mm -mm. yeah, I do not have Austin Eckler. Uh, Jacobs, Mixon, and Montgomery are my are my running backs. Okay, so I went I went. So uh, last week we did the 
what like to expect from rookies to show success show. What are your expectations for Isaiah Spiller to make you feel good about taking him where you did in the Scott Fishbowl? Yeah, so Isaiah Spiller I think has is that is that he's that running back that we we love to to call the immediate backup to the starter with standalone value. So I think that's what you get with him. So I think you get a little standalone value. Again, Spiller is my fourth or fifth uh, running back, so he doesn't have to start. Uh, but with that being said, I'm, I am kind of running back heavy, so he, he probably will find his way into my lineup. But he's also one of those rookies that I feel like, for example, a Damian Pierce, where you might have to wait two, three, four, five games before he actually starts to get a more a bigger role than Marlon Mack. You could have to do that with Kenneth Walker, though, to your point. Oh, absolutely. And Kenneth so, Walker is you know more expensive. I mean? that, mm-hmm. That's a lot. I love that you brought that up. Yeah. So and I took Kenneth Walker quite mm-hmm. earlier in the draft. And then I was talking to you and Dave Wright. And I mean, I probably took him. I didn't even know at the time, but it looked like about two rounds ahead of ADP. Who cares? I'm also in a Michigan yeah. Michigan draft. Um, this year was locations, and I'm in a Michigan draft. Right as soon as I took a Michigan State fan, like stepped up and was like, he wouldn't have made it back to you. Oh, nice. And that's Maddie Big Chess. Nice. Um, I don't have the savvy people that are in your league. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Daniel Dopp and a few others like that that are not not as savvy. I'm just joking. I, I'm totally I know joking. you are. Like my, I know you are. My division has been awesome. Like, there's a lot of talk. We know a lot of the same areas, and um, it's been pretty fun. Daniel Dopp is one of the quieter ones, but I think it's probably been a weird week for him at ESPN. He actually mentioned that to us with Matthew Barry's announcement. But he he's probably a little bit busier than us, but Daniel Dopp might big-time us a little bit. <laughs> I have, uh, missed, I have Mr. Brandon Lejeune in, in, in my division nice. over here in Valhalla. There you go. Yeah. So. He just drafted Rashad White. Do you think that Isaiah Spiller will be out the gate a little bit quicker than Damian Pierce? Yes, I do. Yeah, I think Isaiah Spiller is one and of those I like players. I Eckler more than Marlon Mack. What's up? I like Austin Eckler more than Marlon Mack. Oh, yes. I definitely agree with you there. And that's saying a lot for you because you're not a huge Eckler guy. Um, well, but no, we talk a lot of dynasty first and foremost. Yeah, and and I'm not a big Eckler guy. You're right. You're you're absolutely right. But still, I I've seen what he's done. And yeah, what he can do. And to me, I think the- Marlon Mack would be happy to have his autograph. And Austin <laughs> Eckler might be like, yeah, sure, dude. I guess there's 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 two things I like about the Spiller besides Spiller's profile, which you know you can talk about I his like athletic Spiller, profile, right? Yeah, I just want to. The two things I love is that Eckler doesn't want to be out there all day. Agreed. And the team doesn't want Eckler out there all Agreed. day. Agreed. I think they want to give Eckler like four to six on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be fantastic for Spiller. And I think fantastic for the team, which is honestly, that's what they're worried about. They're not worried about your fantasy team. I think that's going to make the team click more is to use the two of them instead of Eckler, 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 and Eckler. Eckler's not, you know, not necessarily built for all this. I think he knows it. He's being honest with himself. He knows he can be efficient. He's going to get the touchdowns. That's going to hurt a little bit. But I do think that Isaiah Spiller has got some nice value. And I know that I picked him around or possibly even two more than some people might. But I was trying to stack up running backs before they went away so that I can kind of fade running back and start hitting the other spots that are deeper. So I want to throw this out at you, too. And I don't want to talk a lot of it about like the actual Scott Fishbowl strategy and team builds because I like 
the direction we're going with kind of the comfort and where, how we feel with some of these players this time mm-hmm. of year. But you mentioned how I'm always saying like, no, no, like wait on wide receivers, wait on wide receivers, wait on wide receivers. And I'll tell you what, it is tough. You yeah. have to be very, very disciplined. Like even when I'm sitting here telling you that, telling John Hogue that, like anybody I talk to, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Like this is this is what you have to do. Like trust me, it is so <laughs> freaking hard because there's so many like sexy wide receivers that you have to pass up in order to achieve this. But now at 10:06 here, I think maybe 10:07 now, and they'll be staring me down at that. You, you and I both picked at 12. Yeah. So at that same spot where you took Isaiah Spiller and and uh, Damian Pierce, I'll you be looking it. at more like Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, just to speak of the rookie wide receivers. Right. Just to speak of the rookies. That's not to mention <laughs> like some of the other guys you and I were talking about before the show, like Hunter Renfro, other guys who we feel like could have some decent points in this scoring format. Who would you rather have? Hunter Renfro or one of those rookies? Isaiah Spiller and Damian Pierce or Garrett Wilson and Drake London. So in this, yes, in this league, not your team build. Yep. So Drake London would be first. And I want to keep it with the rookies for at least. Yeah. Drake, Drake London. Yeah. Cause Drake London wasn't available to me. He's available to you at 10, but he wasn't available to me. So Drake London would have, would have absolutely been above those two running backs. As a matter of fact, what I probably would have done is Isaiah Spiller, Drake London, if he was available and let Damian Pierce go and see if maybe I could even pick him up later because, like I said, I did pick them up early. But Garrett Wilson's right on the cusp, dude, because I actually had, um, with my next two picks, I was praying for Garrett Wilson. I wanted to go Garrett Wilson and another rookie wide receiver, and Garrett Wilson went two before me. So I just stayed committed and went with a whole another rookie wide receiver. And that was so. the next turn after your yeah, running backs? Yeah, the so next you turn. you had the option to take Garrett Wilson to your Up top, yep. And I went, okay. but you said, you said outside of team build. So I sure. had to, I tried to give you like outside of like I, my whole strategy to get, to try to accumulate these running backs. My Garrett RB6 Wilson would be above. is uh, Damian Harris, I believe. Wow. Yeah. We have no yeah. wide receivers though, right? <laughs> I don't have a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't. So. I have um, three quarterbacks and six running backs. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I saw your running backs. It's a solid, it's a solid team. Um, I kind of, you know, the whole, like, I hate these terminologies. I'm just going to come out of my freaking mouth. You know, the whole, like, hero RB strategy. Um, So, you're basically, you're you're drafting a a high-end running back, and then you fade the position, and you start getting your other spots. That does go somewhat into my, like, balanced approach. So, in this particular draft, I did make sure to pick what I thought could be a wide receiver one, like, has a chance to be a wide receiver one, and then I faded the position. And went back to other spots because running back dries up. You all know this, and in dynasty and redraft, you all know running backs go fast. So this was this was an opportunity, especially being on a turn where I could just start to gobble them up, so I can just forget them. And then while they're trying to figure out who could possibly start for them one week, I'm already moving on to you know some of these some of these risky picks. But I'm hoping like if one of these rookies, I mean, you know what, you know what kills me last year, man, I. The, the the Devonta Smith love I had over Waddle, you know Waddle Waddle could have really helped you in this format last year, like had, really helped you. I, that, yeah, that's what I'm doing this year too. Not yeah. Waddle, but I mean that's that's yep, the that's your strategy. I, I really like in this those yeah. guys that everybody's like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. Yep. Like, yep. I want him, but it's not Dynasty. <laughs> 
So I'm and, taking my shots now, man. Yeah, for me, like part of this strategy is I want to take running backs until you absolutely know I'm not going to take a running back, and then I want to take another one. I want to get you like, okay, now I know I can take this wide receiver because Swags is done taking running backs and quarterbacks. I can wait till after the turn. And then you're like, bam, bam. And then you're like, whoa. And you're like, yeah, whoa. Like, <laughs> so I like that approach a little bit. I think it creates a little bit of chaos. And then then you see people taking like Alexander Madison, real, real stuff in the Traverse City division before I take Drake London. Yeah. You know what I mean? Come on yep. now. Yep. Like, so I've created chaos and people are scrambling for running backs now because other teams have running backs too. I'm not the only one. I'm just heavily flourished and um, I'm, I'm stout. Like <laughs> I, I do not need to handcuff. I'm just going to keep rotating through this bunch. Right. Um, I mean, honestly, Traverse City Division, if you want to just put it on auto pick and I'm sweeping <laughs> this division at this point. So. Feel good now. Enjoy your drafts this time of year. I'm worried for your morale like three to four weeks after the draft when you're like, huh, I don't like it as much as I did when it all ended. You know what, Swags? I want you either next episode or, or just privately in a DM. I don't care, but I want to know. Curious minds want to know. And the, and the curious mind is over here on this microphone. And that is when you do draft these wide receivers, I want to know because there's nothing better than a draft to pull out how you really feel about a guy, right? So we're talking about how we feel about somebody in 2022. I was a little surprised in the 12th and 13th round with the two wide receivers I picked. And and it and I feel like it shows in a draft, right? Like so sure. this so this is risk reward area, right? This is not I'm not I'm not going for safe floor. They, I just, I just was surprised these two particular players. Now Garrett Wilson was gone, and Drake London was gone, but I was still surprised that these two particular players were the ones that I went with, and those two players were Sky Moore and Jahan Doxson. I was really surprised. I, I had a narrative all in my head for both players. I don't think there's been more positive news, by the way, on any rookie wide receiver than Jahan Doxson. There is a lot of great hot yeah. news. I mean, That's you where get I to start actually. You get a sense that he might just be something special. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and another thing, like you mentioned with Eckler and Isaiah Spiller of the running backs, I know, yeah. but same to that point, Terry McLaurin has mentioned like he wanted a wide receiver there to take off pressure. Like mm -hmm. he wanted somebody else that Carson Wentz, assuming he's the quarterback, and that's all we have to worry about is this year, but somebody else that he could trust and yes. somebody else he could throw it to. So yes. I feel like McLaurin's not going to be the guy. He got his contract now that's mad if his teammate is showing out no. throughout the season. Mm -mm. I, I, I might like him a little bit more. He obviously doesn't have as much as good of a quarterback, excuse right. me, but right. I don't know, man. I think there's some proven talent on the chiefs that doesn't get talked about. Yeah, quite sure. Enough. hundred percent. Sky Moore's already had a foot injury. I, I like Sky Moore. I like his future. Yeah. I, the interesting taking, thing about the, the Dotson. I hope that you took him, even if it was one pick ahead. Dotson over <laughs> Sky Moore. No, I did Sky Moore. Dotson. <laughs> but I don't mind it, you know, but yeah, the narrative, the narrative with Kansas City is like the, and, and this is, this is interesting. This, so this goes a little off a of Ricky talk, but I, I would love to bounce this off of you super quick, even if we spend 30 seconds on it. What are your thoughts on going like Sky Moore MVS or Sky Moore Juju, Juju? or Sky Moore? Yeah. 
I'll take even I mean I like McCall Hardman. What what are, what are your thoughts on like just kind of like I want two I want two shots at this. Yeah, I mean I don't actually hate it at all. Even like let's say it's a bye week where you have to play them both. Mm. And if they end up being the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two, right. your floor for those two wide receivers should probably be 20 points. Sure. And sure. your ceiling could be both of them getting 20 points, but mm-hmm. somewhere along those lines like you're you're playing the odds, like let's say on a bye week. You know, I don't think that's a comfort zone you want to do every week. But the thing is, if you have the two, the wide receiver one and the wide receiver two off a team, and you have to play them, one of those wide receivers should have the points. Maybe both of them. Yep. You know, and we still have Travis Kelsey, but I know we're just speaking of the wide receivers. But I think your floor is pretty safe playing a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two off most teams, not the Denver Broncos of. 2021 but most teams yeah yeah and i think it's like all kind of like a mini insurance policy too because i think we're not really sure what's going to happen over there and honestly it could in kansas city and obviously it could just be spreading the ball out to everybody and and nobody's really overly fruitful but 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 it's still patrick mahomes who was like what qb six or seven on in a really bad season for him (laughs) that people thought was a down season so like I, I don't know, man. I wanted a piece in the twelfth round, and uh, and then I decided to make it a rookie piece. I could have won MVS because that's where all the camp news is. I think that camp news is out there because Sky Moore was hurt, and MVS was the guy. I like Juju the most. Just just on the record, I like Juju the most. I'm not gonna put all my chips, but Sky Moore was cheaper than Juju significantly. Yeah, I'll target Juju if he's still there when it gets around me. Oh, is he available? I, I have no. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in my not. Oh, I'll wow. have to look, but yeah, I haven't seen Juju go. So on my my four five turn, I took Brees Hall and Zeke Elliott. Yeah, dude. Ugh, so I love I, it. I wanted a little bit of rookie fever in there, man, and I was surprised he made it to me. Love it. And he was the first rookie taken, obviously, in our division. So I got Brees Hall, man, and I'm really hoping that. What was at the end of last week's rookie fever? That thirteen hundred yards—that's the floor you gave him, Fenero. I want that, and I'm all yeah. about it. Like I felt good, dude, and I like to get. It's so hard for me to leave these without having my identity in my team because you're sitting here in some of these advice chats. You're trying to help people out. Like that's truly what I do. Like oh, I, I've noticed um, it, man. If, Holy if, macro! If I'm saying something like I'm passionate that that's that's what I'm probably trying to do if I can in the moment too. I'm I'm not like so when I'm making my decisions like that's even in the back of my head. Like man, I can't like sit there and tell them all to do this and then do this again. I had to be disciplined, dude. I, I love the double tap process. I love that double tap. I was ready to do my double tap in uh, in four twelve five one. Totally ready. Brees Hall's on on the board. Leonard Fournette's on the board. Nick Chubb's on the board. I want I want David Montgomery even. Like give me give me two out of four. Like I'm I'm three picks away. I'm like I'm gonna get two out of four of these guys. Like Brees Hall was probably at the top because of the you know just the the upside. The you know but but Chubb was right there too. So I'm like oh my god Brees Hall and Chubb. Brees Hall and Chubb. Brees Hall and Chubb comes to me. Hall goes three picks before Fournette, two picks before Chubb, right before, and now I'm left with Montgomery. And like, oh my god, it was like right there for me. I would have totally nice. double tapped. I would have loved see, to there do that. Is like at this point, we'll see how my team looks. But there is a jealous side to me that I know I will not have room for Isaiah Spiller or Damian Pierce. Yeah, he won't. I just won't like this. Yeah, it it would be really tough for me to 
make them a part of my team. Well, when we're when we're in the finals, we'll see whose strategy worked out. Yeah, not gonna be. In That'll the be finals. nice. Not gonna be in the finals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'll tell you what, dude. That my least favorite team after the draft was the team I made the first in the playoffs with. I drafted a team and I said I just so screwed this up and. You just never know. This tournament's crazy, man. And it is a tournament. That's that's the key. This is way, way different than redraft. You're going up against basically 3,000 people, 2,999. I don't know what the final number was anyway. It's probably 3,000 plus, but it's tough to win that kind of thing. You have to take risks, and I'm not like one of those players. So that's what I'm most disappointed about. I'm most disappointed that I feel like I just kind of took a lot of safe players again, and that's why I'm having fun with the back end of this draft. I mean, one of these rookies goes off for me. AJ um, Dillon too. Yeah, I remember you got AJ Dillon. So you like AJ Dillon more than Jones this year, correct? Which Jones? Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely. Um, what's the he's opposite of consensus at this point? I think he's better. There They're is both a sh- on the team. I don't care about the money. Yeah, the the Packers are there to win. One significantly younger than the other. Yeah, Aaron and Jones then, is going to be a big part of that backfield. Don't. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Of as course, long as he's healthy, Aaron Jones is going to be a big part of that backfield, but. A.J. Dillon played better last year. Every part of his game was better. So, I've got Swift, Brees Hall, Zeke, A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Walker, and Damian Harris. Nice. In that order? Yep. That's really late for Damian Harris. 901. That's, yeah, that's that's great. That's really late. That's awesome. And we were just talking about him the other yeah. uh, yep. on a, a recent show. I was just like, he's kind of low-key. like, And then there he is just sitting there. And it, that's what keeps happening, dude. It's like. How can I not take this running back? Well, I knew I knew Montgomery was going to be on my team because he's always he's always undervalued. So I knew I knew I was going to have Montgomery. So Kenneth Walker, yeah, dude, that's a great Somebody subject added to my team. <laughs> but then I'm looking at my team, and and we just mentioned Damian Harris, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking like I took my RB five after my RB six, if I'm being honest with you, because I don't know if Kenneth Walker's yes, going to get did. enough out the gate. You're going to have to wait. Be starting him in front of Damian Harris, assuming all is healthy. Right. So I was, I don't know. I thought that was interesting too. Like that's what a value. And I, we agreed I went early on Walker, but even if you look at the ADP, Damian Harris is a screaming value. value. I, I hate yeah. that I even just said that because like I said in our rookie fever chat with Dave, like in, in redraft, it's kind of different than dynasty. The value doesn't appear until after the season. If you know that he exceeded ADP and or that draft spot that you took him, there is no values yet. Like if, if Mahomes gets hurt, he definitely wasn't a value in the draft. If you get anywhere, you got him, you know, <laughs> right. that's just the truth of it in redraft. It hurts, right. you know, you couldn't predict it, but we don't know if it's a value. So anyway, I thought that that was an excellent draft spot given the production that we could foresee. Yeah, both Damian Harris and Juju, who we've been talking about off and on here, both went in the eighth round of my draft. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to check and see if he Juju's still really in my division. Yeah. I, I if he's, think I saw if, him off the board. Yeah, if, if he's there, it might be time to go wide receiver, my friend. I know you want Drake you can London. Hear me, I'm thinking. I know you want Drake London. Actually, all right, let's talk about that. Let's say Juju's available. Are you still all in on Drake London? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think you are. Um, Juju, are you here? And Brandon Ayuk's here, dude? Yeah, Ayuk's going late. Sky Moore's here. Your Damian Pierce is here. Jameson Williams. Does Jane, Does James Williams start on the pup? Hmm. I don't think he starts on the pup, but I don't think he starts. Okay. But I think they're going to try their hardest to keep him off it so when he's ready, they can integrate him however they want to. 
Yeah, we're going to know more in when training camp starts soon. I, I, I'm, training camp is going to give us a bunch of information that we don't need. <laughs> it's going to be fun to talk about, don't get me wrong. But the healthy players and the non-healthy players, like I'm going to be looking at John Mechie. Um, we're going to know about these suspensions by then with Watson and what that means for David Bell. Like, there's a lot of like, even, even, even like, um, Kamara and it just goes on and on with these suspensions and these, these injuries coming from from college. This tournament. What's that? I couldn't touch Kamara. Yeah. He's tough. He's tough, man. There's, there's, there's video. There's video. Points up front. Yeah, he's. I think he's getting hit with six. And the only thing that the only thing you don't know with Kamara, he could be a screaming value because what could happen is the same thing that kind of happened with Sean Watson, where the legal stuff takes too long. So the legal stuff, like the NFL, likes to wait for the legal stuff. So if they push the legal stuff off till next year, that'll be next year's suspension, and he'll be playing this whole season, and he will be a screaming value. So yeah. it's what that that. That's I think that's just as likely as him missing six games this season, really. It's a 50-50 play, and we talked about risk. That should have been, like, you know, one of my risky moves is to to get Kamara or something. But yeah, I played it safe like I always do. <laughs> so, Juju is gone. Oh, good. Eighth round, ninth round? I didn't see so. Okay, but he's gone. Yeah, he's been gone. You didn't want him anyway. You want Drake London. I do want Drake London, but Juju would have been nice. I, I mean, he's somebody that I've been eyeing, <laughs> even though he's not there. <laughs> he's been running through my mind. Uh, Drake London or Rashad Bateman? That's a tough one, Fenero. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's so tough. I think the right answer. I feel like the I love right that you followed up with is, no. Seriously, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I, I think the right answer is Rashad Bateman. I think it is too. Being the wide receiver one there and already yeah. having a little bit of time with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think well, that's probably the right answer. Lamar Jackson plays if he gets his contract situation Good point. Good point. whatnot too. But I mean, that might not even hurt him, to be honest with you. We've seen crappier <laughs> quarterbacks. I mean, honestly, I'm not even trying to throw a I know what you mean. Lamar I know what you mean. But he's going to be the wide receiver one on that team. But so is Drake London, man. Yeah, but I think mean, the quarterback situation is a little worse over there in Atlanta. Unless you unless you like Mariota, I think Mariota is ready to play a more conservative game than Lamar Jackson, and I think that that'll help his wide receivers. Yeah. And um, if he does do what you said, if he if he tries to stay to conservative, the question I'm taking Bateman. It's not by nice. that much. It's but not, not by, by that much. much. I wanted to know. I thought that was a fair. I thought that was like a, a range. I, I just went up. I went up around it with a young feel player. As fun, Fenero. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't feel nearly as fun. But that, yeah, I'm taking Bateman there. You you great, want though. Drake? You want Drake London because you waited on wide receiver, right? Because you waited on wide receiver, you want that outside shot, that mystery, that mystery piece where Drake London could wind up being like, oh, yeah, you all drafted your guy. Look at my guy down here, Drake London. And you've done it in the you past. You know when he goes, they're not going to like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if it's not me. Even if right. it's not me. When he right. goes, they're not going to like it. Everybody's kind of been thinking about it for a while now. Sure. According to ADP, he is the number one. He's been the number one wide receiver in my division for probably a round now. Just wow, that's there. crazy. I'm surprised. So definitely surprised by that. When he goes, everybody's going to be like, oh, "I wish I did it." You know what I mean? So it's gonna. It's and yeah, dude. I kind of want that fever stamp. I, I won't lie, dude. And I think that he could. I think that he could start for me. I think that he's going to be out the gate when we do out the gator weight. I think that that's how we're going to feel about him. Like, yep, you know, fire him up. 
maybe just a wide receiver too, but fire him up. That's all I need, man. Yeah. The rest of my team, you heard it. They're carrying it, you know? Yep. yep. So, man, but uh, yeah, I think it's Bateman, dude. It, it, it'd be hard to... I even think that somebody else we talked about, and I, I hate to keep bringing him up, but I think the Hunter Renfro could outscore both of them. Yes. And he's he's pretty free. <laughs> Although, so I'm going to say I think he could outscore Drake London. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I just I just don't know. Like, there's just so much over there I don't know. I don't even know Drake London. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want to, I want to think that he was worth the the first wide receiver in the NFL draft. I want to believe he's the first or second rookie wide receiver that should be drafted. I want to believe all that, but we've seen way too many times that that doesn't come to fruition, or it takes longer than we think it should. And he could still be a great player in three years. We're still talking about this year and him putting it together this year and that he offense. Could, he could and- be Nikhil Harry. Yeah, I mean, I was going to bring that up, but I figured that was just, like, low-hanging fruit, but yeah. I think it's okay I mean, to have, like, that a player like that as a gauge. Like, it, yeah. there's real outcomes that yeah. could happen that we're excited about now. Yeah. I mean, this time of year, like, last year, we didn't know Nikhil Harry was going to, not last year, but his rookie right. year. We, yeah, it, absolutely we talking not. like that. It was like, yeah, Nikhil Harry, hell yeah. Absolutely. And Tom Brady at the time. Like, how could it have gone wrong? Yeah. And he's going to be the yeah. wide receiver one for the Patriots. Yep. Did nothing with the opportunity. So. You know who I won't be drafting for 2022? Traylon Burke. Christian Watson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, he's still available. I hate that, like. I'm being You're going to think about it. You're going to think about it, aren't you? Just because of my, I don't know. I don't know if I have any division listeners or not, but <laughs> I mean, like, what about Kyle Phillips and Romeo Dobbs to like round out those last two rounds? Yeah, why not? Yeah, dude, that's dude, that's that's the value of tracking these rookies and spending so much time on them. Has like, I remember, like, I was a, I guess 2016 it was my my best friend, and uh, I got it was the startup, and I got Tyreek Hill. I think was in the 25th round because he wasn't Tyreek Hill yet. And I remember him literally saying, like, he doesn't he doesn't pay any attention to anything after, like, 15 or 20. I forget what his number was, but he literally doesn't care anymore. And, like, that's the opposite of the way I am. Like, I want those last five, six draft picks in a, in a, in a draft to, like, I want to think harder and spend more time on those than maybe I do on my first six. I feel like the yeah. first six are easy. Those last six or the mid, even like the middle, middle ones in particular, because there's like, there's some like much, much better chance of hitting. But even those last ones, I feel like if I hit on one of those last ones, there's nothing that feels better. Yeah. I'm with you too. And it could happen. You know, you never know if Christian Watson doesn't quite go or Burks doesn't quite go. Maybe Robert Woods gets banged up and yeah, now. Man. Kyle Phillips, it seems like they're talking pretty positively about him just with the little bit of time he's had with the team. So, I don't know. I think that guys like that, too, maybe depending on what's there. Like, maybe you just take a shot. Because those guys, those are the guys that if they don't work out, you have to be very actionable and ready to drop them in a tournament like right. this. But, I mean, I'm, I am thinking about some guys like that. I, I don't know. We'll see. But Can I give you a double rewind? Yeah. Uh, the earliest you'll draft James Robinson in a tournament like this. Oh, man. I feel like I can be honest about this and, yes. and say um, before anybody in my division, and they'll be like, yeah, you're right, Swags. We're not taking him. So <laughs> it, that's a tough one because how far does he fall? Yeah. So and, he's um, still available here in uh, round 14. 
it depends on who's there. It always depends on yeah. who's there for me. But sure. just I, curious, I mean, based on what's. I mean, I'll tell you what. I know no one as high as you, so I was just curious, like where. I, I'll tell you what. I will take him before Alexander Madison. Okay, all right. He came all off right. the board in my division. That's not uh, to say that I'm taking him on my next pick here. I'm not. Are you taking him before Tyler Algier? Yeah. Are you taking him before Marlon Mack? That's closer, though, to be clear. Marlon Mack. Yep. Darrell Henderson? Yeah. Tyrion Davis-Price? Yep. I mean, that's pretty much – that's all that's left, dude. So, you're, you're, you're telling me, like, it's time to draft James Robinson is what you're saying. Yeah. But you, I mean, you're I kind of want to go Tyler Algier. To wait a couple <laughs> few weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a little bit tougher though because he could have a great opportunity. Yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of want to keep the rookie thing going. But if he yeah. doesn't get it going, they're just like, okay, we're going to give it back. Oh, to yeah. Patterson. Yeah, he's a he's a late. What was he? A fifth or sixth round pick? Tyler Algier is getting a lot of hype for as late as he was drafted. Yeah, and and that could that's scary too because you remember um, we talked about this a, about a month ago. Remember Javian Hawkins? Yeah. It was the same team, same situation. There's just nobody there. Blah 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 blah. blah. What if it what if it winds up being a lot of Patterson again? Yeah. Well, that happens with us on a few teams like that yeah. when you kind of get excited about. Yep. Situation. What was the, like the too guy excited? From Washington, uh, uh, like Patterson or not Patterson? I'm just thinking that you talk about my boy Jared Patterson. Yeah, Jared Patterson. It was don't, Patterson. don't talk ill of him. Like, he's done. You know, like that quick. <laughs> it never happened because yeah. like Brian Robinson. They yep. Sick. It's over. Yep. He didn't show them what they wanted to see in a running back to be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Tyler was a fifth round pick. Would you put Brian Robinson in some of that same talk that you did for Isaiah Spiller, Damian Pierce, how he said maybe it takes a minute for even Kenneth Walker to get going? Could that be Brian Robinson? I'm going to say not this year. I edited out a lot of pauses, so I don't know if you'll hear that, but there there was a nice pause there. (laughs) I'm going to say not this year. Um, I think potentially in Dynasty that could be that could be something that happens. You could see a world where Brian Robinson is used in goal line. Brian Robinson is used in short yardage situations. Brian Robinson flourishes. Brian, Ro- Brian Robinson looks like he has more burst, stronger, and then all of a sudden we start seeing over the course of two, maybe three years, he's really eating in, and now Gibson and he are sharing time. That's his timeline for me. My biggest concern for Brian Robinson is that he gets replaced like Jared. Patterson, um, just again draft capital and 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 whatnot. But then this is this is the clincher right here. If we if, if he gets in there for an injury, I think he's going to do great. And if they have to deal with a Gibson injury, I think that's why he was drafted. So I think that opportunity he's going to need an injury to get significant opportunity in my mind. Antonio Gibson has played through a lot of them. Yeah, so I, maybe I he won't have to. Injury is almost inevitable. I feel like, yeah, yes, that's you can't a good predict them, but playing through injuries isn't... I mentioned it too much, so I don't yeah. have a broken record. Last pick of your Scott Fishbowl draft. You're taking an insurance policy. Would you rather have Brian Robinson or Hassan Haskins? Ooh. Um, I know the draft capital is way different, but, I mean, we're, we're talking if... I think Hassan Haskins. I think Haskins. I think I'm going I Haskins there. I think I'm going Haskins there. Especially like I, I think I think these drafts are so again what we talked about I talked about earlier. I think these drafts like what you want, like when you put it in that kind of terminology, like what do you want? That last thing, what do you want? I, I think I want Hassan Haskins. Because we know what we have today, kind of nothing. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean that's why it's yeah. the last pick of the draft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that would excite me more. Although Brian Robinson probably is just Dynasty, as good of an answer. He's like probably this. just as good of an answer though, to be honest. Sure. They're pro- they're probably both really good answers, but I think Hassan Haskins. 
And how do you feel if Kenny Pickett was your QB three in Not this good. tournament? Not good. About as good as Not good. in this tournament. Where about we're, as good as Kyle Trask. <laughs> no. Might as well take Jordan Love off waivers. No, I, I'm I'm starting another player in my superplex. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not starting those quarterbacks. Like they you you, you uh, Tom Brady scored like significantly more points than anybody else in this format had a negative week. A negative week. He had like negative six in one of his weeks. It's Tom crazy. Brady, the best quarter like this system is incredibly f- fragile to the quarterback. You do not want a rookie quarterback with tiny hands. You want the safe floors. Yes. No, you don't want the rookie quarterback with <laughs> tiny hands. No. How do you feel about the receiving weapons on that team and maybe like George Pickens as somebody yeah. on your team later? Right? Do you have any faith that he's going to see the field enough to help you in Scott Fish? I love that you brought that up. Those freaking quarterbacks because it's yep. either going to – we know who it's going to be. It's either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. Yep. I looked at, I looked at ADP. And I threw out all the vets and I said, nah, I want rookie ADP. I looked at my rookies and I saw Pickens sitting there and I'm like, I don't have to do that now, but I'm doing that later. Because yeah. <laughs> I knew I didn't have to do it, but I think Pickens is going to wind up on this squad. I really do. I think I think just, mm, mm, I'm just, I'm not a Claypool guy, dude. Not a Claypool guy. But Let Pickens me- is probably Dynasty bleeding in the redraft from me. So honest. for the other one for the last last pick of the draft, did you officially go Hassan Haskins? Yeah, I'll go Hassan Haskins. Yep. Okay, now I wanna get I wanna go <laughs> different. Okay. We're gonna go Brian Robinson or the one and only Snoop Connor. Brian Robinson. You sure? Yep. There's no room in that backfield after James Robinson and it's all uh, over the place. Travis Etienne. No, no. Put your sneak. arms out. You can throw your elbows and you don't even hit anybody. No. Snoop. That's how much room there is in that backfield. Actually, <laughs> no Snoop. That's how I'm telling you, Finero. That's how much room there is in that backfield <laughs> with Doug Peterson, especially with Etienne and James Robinson both coming off injury. That's how much room there is in that. Backfield. Yeah. So maybe. So if you're if that. If these guys don't wind up being healthy, and, and definitely ETN looks like he's going to absolutely be ready for week one. Um, if for some reason James Robinson's not not ready, and I think that's probably almost certain as well, Snoop Connor's going to be the two. Snoop Connor's will get Snoop Connor will get carries, but he's still an undrafted for, uh, free agent rookie, and I don't think it's really going to amount to much in twenty twenty two for him. He would need he would need another re injury to get something. You can't have a cooler name. Oh, this is true. And honestly, in all fairness, I remember being, and this is not fair, but I remember being this down on James Robinson when you brought his name up for very similar reasons. I just really didn't like James Robinson. I actually was the Rockwell Armstead guy. I'm like, oh, no, Rockwell Armstead's been on this team already. still hates him. Yeah, and they still hate him. Yeah, no, you're right. We have this other guy that we haven't seen do anything that we're really excited about. I got to be right about it. I got to be right about it. Yeah. We're going to act like that injury is super easy to rebound at, at mm-hmm. 100% and just go with Travis Etienne and, instead of the guys that have injuries <laughs> that we've had a little bit more history with and they might be just fine with their proven talent in the NFL. Let's take Travis Etienne all day. <sighs> <sighs> Dynasty's bigger mis- biggest mistake of 2022, <laughs> Travis Etienne. Hope you're wrong. I, I'm, it can't be. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm not. I'm not totally like this in real life. No, I can vouch for that. <laughs> but seriously, just most of the time. 
It's crazy. Just mellow out on Travis and everybody. <laughs> Just mellow out. There's the show title. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> that show title will get a lot of clicks. Mellow out on Travis Etienne. Yeah. No, they 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 wouldn't even listen. They wouldn't even listen. Yeah. <laughs> One star review. <laughs> it's not a good title, it, it, but we'll try it. Yeah, we can try, try it and see what happens. You know what else they should try? Dynasty nerds, dude. Oh, can I throw a trade at you before you get into this? <laughs> sure. And and they can use. Can I throw it into my dynasty calculator? nerds calculator? If you want, I I kind of know the close results. I want to know how you feel about it, though. Yes, go for it. Two twenty twenty three first. Oh wow! I've looked the teams over. This guy has four. He will not give me his. I'm taking the two that I think are the the worst teams. But who knows? But twenty. Yeah, so whatever. That's, that's the context. That's yep. I'm picking. Two of the other three. Or Justin Fields. Super flexy. Context. Uh-huh. My quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, and Jared Goff. And Justin Fields. So that's six starting quarterbacks in this dynasty league. Well, so, that one's that one's easy for me because I traded for Justin Fields just a couple weeks ago and I didn't get I didn't uh, have to give two firsts to get him. What did you give? I gave one 23 first and Wentz, and I okay. got back. Hold on. I got more than Justin Fields back, my friend. I got Justin Fields, Jalen Tolbert, and Hassan Haskins. I remember that. Yeah, I like that deal for you. Yeah, so I'm going to take the two firsts. Especially with, I mean, I'm stacked at QB. Yeah. and Take those first, baby. You're going to enjoy I that. I heard this part of the context. I, I know you did, but I do want to point it out. I'm giving Justin Fields... To the guy that wants his pick because his team wants to suck. Mm. So I'm giving to Justin Fields to a team that doesn't even plan on competing with me mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, that's which good is stuff. Kind of yeah. nice, you know. Yeah, he doesn't even want him for this year. Yeah, no, that's I mean, great. It'll make his team a little bit better. It has to, but right. he wants his pick. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Do it. Do it. So, is it done already? Is that like hypothetical, or are you waiting to make so that this happen? Trade has gone through verbal nice. acceptance. And it's waiting for him to hit the actual accept button. How long has that been? A couple hours. I don't know okay. if he got busy all right. or what. Cool. It's, yeah, it's no all problem. within today. A couple hours. Um, nice. Congrats, man. That's gonna, they're going to be fun. What? You know, I, I, I believe it's not done until it's done. So fingers yeah. crossed. You know, and it sounds like it's close enough to where if it doesn't get done, we'll be negotiating somehow. But it was it was pretty much verbally accepted. Nice. So we'll see how it goes. But he just didn't want to give me his. Yep. That's fine. So. DynastyNerds.com, Code Fever, say 15%. 15% swags. That's a bargain. I'm on DynastyNerds.com a bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a great resource. I, I, uh, I'm I going to be using it all year long, too. You, you sounded like there's more. <laughs> I'm going to be using it all, all the time, too. Well, we talked about it so heavily, like, going into no, to rookie season, and it's like, it's like, there's so many tools and articles and it's it's just an all like we talked about in the yeah. beginning like videos you ratings. might have yeah like you with all the tools inside you might be spending so much more on other sites to kind of get what this one has in itself there are things on dynastynerds.com even before the 2.0 release that i've almost like not even tapped into because there's so many little things here and there mm-hmm. that you're just like oh i've got to go over there and check this out too so definitely check out dynastynerds.com, use code fever, save that 
And that is on any package and yep. will be included, correct, that's included into the monthly rate. Yep, absolutely. So, that is awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of people signing up for monthly. I really, really think you need to sign up for that GM tool. The GM tool is honestly like half the site. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Like, yeah. I can't so stress nice. that enough. When we talk about that 2.0, that's the GM tool. It's not the 2.0 for the whole website. It's the 2.0 for the GM tool. And Swags and I have talked beyond the GM tool. There's still plenty. You monthly people who signed up, and there's plenty of you. I'm sure you're enjoying that too, but... Take a peek at that GM tool. I was a Dynasty Nerds member before we brought him off, the, brought him on as affiliate, and I waited on the GM tool too, like you have. I I did the same yeah. thing, but then as soon as I got it, I was like, "Why did I wait this long?" Trust yep. me, like just just do it. Venero, I got a question for you to wrap up the show. Okay, give it to me. Two twenty three firsts. How do you feel about having the two thousand twenty twenty two Scott Fishbowl twelve champ? on your show tonight that would be very cool i would i think that would be like how do you feel about talking to (laughs) him right now (laughs) well i would i would congratulate him and i would say i'm not surprised and that and that i would also say what's it's about time your strategy worked out it's in the books (laughs) it's in the books (laughs) talk to trophy smack they're sending the trophy out i apologize so one of those uh one of those really really tall five footers that's oh, pretty nice. It's got yeah. the bowl on it. Yeah, let's not talk too much about them. They're not sponsors, so. <laughs> the trophy will still I'll be sitting back here. <laughs> They're beautiful trophies, by the way. I have one. You want you want a trophy smack sponsor? <laughs> no, I'll take a trophy. <sighs> he is at Artmark TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever. We won't talk too much more about the Scott Fishbowl, but we will keep you posted a little bit. I forget what else. We we are Rookie Fever. Are when we are
got the feeling that you 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 got the